So this musical is <laughs> Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! Aye, aye, Captain! episode of theater thoughts uh i'm ty etherton and i'm kira sweeney hey and we're two former theater kids now turned forever theater adults whether we like it or not listen it's not terminal but it is a condition that we live with every day hey we're here to talk about all things theater education and the performing arts so let's get into some theater Theater thoughts thoughts. hello kira hi um we're happy so, end of summer. Yeah, summer's over. Summer is dead. Summer is taking. It's a also rainy good right now, so it's long nap. Um, we, so plot twist: Until we record year. the pod a couple days in advance. Yes. Um, and today, when we are recording the pod, was our first day of work back in the school yes. system. Yeah. I had a fun day. I actually did have a really good day. I'm like very hopeful for this school year. I kept telling people like my very first year of teaching. I like to say it was my red shirt year where like fully, I was sitting on the fully. bench. I was there. I was playing occasionally. Do I remember? No. But like I was not starting lineup. And like last year I, I made the team. <laughs> I was a starter. And so like this year I'm like, okay, I know what to expect as a starter. And I could be and MVP. And now I'm going to be MVP. Work. Absolutely. So yeah, no, today was actually like really awesome. I had a good Both idea. of us have like really new teams that we're yeah. working and collaborating with. So fully I think new it'll building. Be, I mean, we probably have what five at least five percent of our staff is brand new between the and yeah that's huge. and, both and of an administration schools. that mm-hmm. that has a new member yeah yeah so i don't know i think it's it's good yeah i think it'll be good yeah um uh, today is a very special episode because it is our third annual it's not a year it's just <laughs> it's in rotation third, insta- installment? In third installment chapter third act module Ooh. You're like throwing unit? out all the words. <laughs> not unit. Uh, <laughs> okay, we're not in school that long. Um, hey, today is our third script tease, Woo-hoo! baby. Script um, it down for me. <laughs> guys, don't talk about that. Can we talk about for 10 seconds about the fact that um Liam thinks that he is the best One Direction <laughs> okay, member? Okay. This is not He's a One not. Direction podcast. He is not. But, but that song is good. Like, script that down for me. <laughs> I knew no one ever win the musical plays. Come on, script that down. <laughs> Ooh, baby, yeah, script it down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love when you hit the. I love the theater thoughts remix. I love that. We're getting thoughty up in here. Um, hey, Kira, for Drop our it like viewers, a I. Beyonce single-handedly is bringing the th- word thoughty or thought back. It's like mentioned several times. In and the you're new welcome. Album. And I said, we're gonna benefit from this. <laughs> We are going to. I want merch that says theater thoughts, but it's me and you on the P.F. Chang's horse, <laughs> like Beyonce. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my god! I saw that. Yeah. Th- I saw a tweet that was like, 
All right, here we go. All the gays are going to get on the <laughs> horse at PFJ. <laughs> and I said, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so um, it's a thank you, Beyonce, yeah. for bringing Thoughty back. Thank you. But, okay, back <laughs> to your Payne. regular. <laughs> Not thank you to Liam Payne. <laughs> thank you for that song uh, and only that song. The chaos is really beautiful um, right now. But getting it's back to your Hey, program. what is it? What is just as a reminder? The last we it's been a while since we do, we've done a script. Yes. Too. Well, and so basically we are trying to make an effort. I mean, we always do, but we're continuing more so now because of the events of the last two years and finally Post being Ramita. able to be in a theater again and enjoying it with other people. So we're really making an effort to go see stuff because theater is meant to be seen and discussed. Absolutely. So um, you can learn so much from seeing live theater and you can learn even more from discussing it. Yeah. Um, so we, in these conversations, these script tease episodes, while they are wildly entertaining, we also want them to be, you know, a model for you on how to talk about, discuss, and dissect theater. Right. Theater is meant to be seen and then talked about. That's mm -hmm. literally the whole point. Yeah. If you're not leaving the theater, like, chit-chatting about what you just experienced, well, why were you there, babe? And some of my favorite things come from the discussion around my least favorite part was this really what my favorite part was that and the conversation that goes around that so yeah. i'm i'm really excited um and as you may have gathered from uh our little teaser at the beginning of the episode yeah today we are talking about a fantastic musical and that is known as spongebob, SpongeBob the musical Bob squarepants the musical yes okay we're talking spongebob squarepants the musical we wanted to go a little off kilter here um, and there's a couple reasons why we're talking about it. Currently, it's running at the Boulder Dinner Theater here in Colorado. Um, it only runs for a couple more weeks, so make sure you get your ticks. Yeah, if you like this episode, go see it. It was fantastic. And yeah, we had a really good time. Talk all about it. Yeah. So yeah, like go see it. It's really awesome. Um, okay, so let me give you a little bit of a rundown um, of stuff. So SpongeBob SquarePants the musical features songs from so many artists it was not written by one specific person um this features songs from yolanda Anna adams steven tyler and joe perry from aerosmith sarah Bareilles, jonathan colton alex ebert of edward sharp and the magnetic zeros the flaming lips lady a cindy lopper john legend panic at the disco plain white tees they might be giants ti their songs by david bowie Tom Kenny, who's the voice of SpongeBob, and Andy Paley, who's the writer. Um, and then there's also additional lyrics by uh, Jonathan Colton and additional musics by Tom Kitt. Tom Kitt has done a bunch of shows. Um, my favorite one that Tom Kitt has done um, is uh, If Then, featuring oh, Idina Oh, work. Okay, yeah. amazing. One of my favorites. Um, so, tons of people, okay? Um, so, many people are like, wait, there's a SpongeBob musical? And we're like, <laughs> yeah. And so we want to give you a synopsis of kind of what it's all about because it's not following, and we'll talk about this. Yeah. It is not following a specific episode or the movie of SpongeBob. It is using the world of SpongeBob to tell a different story. So yeah. let's break down what necessarily has gone on. Here we go. SpongeBob SquarePants awakens and welcomes the day. He greets various friends in his hometown of Bikini Bottom, including his best friend Patrick, his neighbor Squidward, and his friend Sandy Cheeks, as he walks to the Krusty Krab restaurant. SpongeBob hints at his desire to become the manager. Mr. Krabs laughs at the idea, telling SpongeBob he is just a simple sponge. Then, a violent tremor suddenly rocks the entire town. 
A news report reveals that the tremor was caused by the nearby Mount Humongous, a volcano that will soon erupt, throwing the town into a panic. With the town in a panic over the impending doom, married villains, Plankton and Karen, try to convince the citizens to enter an escape pod that ensures safety, a cover-up for their secret scheme to hypnotize the citizens into a pod into liking the chum uh, that they will serve at their restaurant, the Chum Bucket. The townspeople unknowingly support this idea and decide to hold a last-minute music concert to raise enough money to build the pod. Squidward's idea of a one-man show is immediately shut down. Instead, Pearl suggests that the famous rock band, The Electric Skates, play at the concert. Despite span oh my goodness, despite Sandy's pleas that science could help them solve the problem, the townsfolk ignore her because she's a land animal. SpongeBob, however, is against the idea of leaving town and believes that the citizens should save Bikini Bottom. SpongeBob convinces Patrick and Sandy to team up, climb the volcano, the volcano, and stop it from erupting, erupting with a bubbly device that Sandy will build. The friends are determined to succeed. Before they start their plan, a group of cultist sardines appear. They found wisdom in Patrick's thoughts at the town meeting and decide to make him their new leader. Patrick likes the idea and decides to back out of SpongeBob's plan so they can bask in self-glory, angering SpongeBob. The two argue and end their BFF status. After Patrick leaves, Sandy reminds SpongeBob that things are bound to be okay. End of Act 1. Act 2. Bikini Bottom has fallen into anarchy and chaos. The mayor has employed a dictatorship over the people, and an angry mob has started to hunt down Sandy thinking her science is the cause for the volcano's impending eruption. Sandy hides from the mob and shows SpongeBob the in, uh, the ingenious bubble device and uh, the eruptor eruptor. No, the eruptor interrupter. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was like, Work. wait, something about that sounded wrong. And they plan to throw it inside the volcano to save the town. Back in Bikini Bottom, Plankton worries that Sandy and SpongeBob will successfully climb up the mountain to save the town. But Karen tells him that she found his misplaced avalanche maker, saying that they can use it to create an avalanche to kill SpongeBob and Sandy. The electric skates finally arrive and accept Squidward's request to join their uh, to join their opening act if Squidward buys them everything on their item of a long shopping list. Meanwhile, SpongeBob and Sandy make their way up the volcano with great difficulty. SpongeBob cannot help to think about how he misses Patrick and wishes that he was there to help them. In Bikini Bottom, Patrick finds the guru unexciting and misses SpongeBob as well, promoting, uh, not promoting, prompting him to leave his followers behind to help SpongeBob. Squidward obtains an all but one item on the electric skates list, so the band refuses his request and call him a loser. In response, Squidward, who was called a loser in his childhood snaps back at the band in anger the band quits leave and squidward insists that he is not a loser and performs a song with a tap with a tap dance number and backup chorus but becomes depressed again when he realizes that it was all his imagination however with the band gone there is no concert or escape pod pearl as uh, pearl suggests what? It just says Pearl suggests. Pearl suggests. She just suggests. She just it. no. She suggests um taking her dad's money. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, because you know Mr. Krabs has a lot of that. Back on the mountain, Plankton and Carrot uses the avalanche maker to cause an avalanche, sending SpongeBob um falling down the mountain. But Patrick arrives and saves him with the jetpack Sandy invented, and the two reaffirm their friendship and follow Sandy to the summit of the mountain. When they reach the top, neither Sandy nor Patrick are able to reach the rim where they need to throw the device in. They turn to SpongeBob, who doubts his skills. 
They remind him that he is the only one who can squeeze through the tight areas and that his optimism has gotten them this far. He is de uh, his determination is renewed and SpongeBob throws the eruptor eruptor in no the eruptor interrupter. I don't know why I have such a hard time saying that. In to the volcano. The three soon discover that the chaos of Bikini Bottom is um the they discover the chaos that Bikini Bottom is in, Work. and they immediately parachute down to the town to stop the fighting. Um, SpongeBob tries to calm everybody down, insisting that despite whatever happens, they all have each other. And then when the time comes for the volcano to erupt, everyone braces for their potential deaths. However, time passes, no eruption, no eruption, and bubbles fall down from above, signaling that Sandy's invention worked. With Bikini Bottom safe, everyone apologizes for their behavior as Plankton and Karen argue and accidentally reveal their secret plot. Mr. Krabs decides to have SpongeBob as manager of the Krusty Krab someday, and everyone decides that they should celebrate by having a new concert led by Pearl and Squidward, much to his delight, as Sandy is also now welcomed back by the citizens of Bikini Bottom. And everyone lived. Happy ending. Happy everlasting. Bikini Happy Bottom ever. Day. Yeah. Work. <laughs> um, okay. That is SpongeBob the musical. Yeah. It's fully a mouthful. Um, real quick, let me break down before we go to break. Um, let me break down the awards for this production. Okay. So this production originally came to Broadway in 2018. Um, which made it eligible for a couple things. So the Outer Critics Circle Award, which is kind of like the pre-Broadway um, awards, it won Outstanding New Broadway Musical. It won Outstanding New Score, which featured all of those people's names on it. It featured Outstanding Director of a Musical for Tina Landau's um, directorial skills. And then Ethan Slater, who plays uh, SpongeBob, won Outstanding Actor. And it was featured for uh, six more uh, things during, six more categories in that. Um, it was only um, during the Drama Desk Awards, which, again, are slightly below the Tony Awards. Um, it won Outstanding Musical, Outstanding Actor in a Musical for Ethan Slater, Outstanding Featured Actor in a Musical for Gavin Lee, who plays Squidward, um, and Outstanding Director of a Musical, Tina Lindell. Um, let's go over to the it Tony Awards. It also set design and hair and wig design for that. Oh, yeah, you're right. Desk Awards, too. Don't forget the tag. It's pretty cool. Um, okay, for the Tony Awards, it was up for 11 Tonys, which is huge. Yeah. Um, that included Best Musical, Best Performance by an Actor for Ethan Slater, Best Performance by an Actor for Gavin Lee, Best Book of a Musical by Kyle Jarrow, Best Original Score by all of those people, Best Direction of a Musical, Best Orchestrations, Best Choreography, Best Sound Design of a Musical, Best Scenic Design of a Musical, Best Costume Design of a Musical, and wow. Best Lighting Rocking Design of a Musical. Up. So 11 nominations. But it only won one, and that was Best Best, best, it won Best Scenic Design of a Musical, and that was David Zinn's um, design for that, okay? So having 11 nominations, only winning one, kind of disappointing, but still a very awesome musical. And so when we come back uh, from the break, we're going to talk a little bit about the music, the story, talk about some technical stuffs, and kind of what we feel about uh, the whole musical overall will be right Back. 
rip that down, girl. Love when you hit that ground, Hey, um, we're back. This is a script tease episode, y'all. Yes. And we are talking about SpongeBob SquarePants. I said boob. I'm four years old. SpongeBob. I'm four years old. SpongeBob. Wait, there was a really funny um line that there was in the show where he was like, "All right, something rhombus." Uh, it was a SpongeBob joke, and I can't remember it, but I was laughing so hard. It was so stupid. Oh, instead of square pants? Yeah, he like called him like it was like rhombus skirt. Rob, or- yeah, it was like Rob, Robert round something. I don't know rhombus instead of SpongeBob square pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was dumb. Sure, anyway, um, hey, we're talking about SpongeBob the musical. Um, Kira, we went and saw it yeah. this past weekend at the Boulder Dinner Theater, which I know we mentioned earlier in the previous segment. Um, but we saw it one. Thoughts. We saw it one because, uh, well, actually, the real reason we, we went really to see friend, it is yeah. because my very good friend Riley Fisher was playing the title character yeah. SpongeBob, um, and because I love and adore him so much, I was like, I have to go see him in this role. Right. Um. So shout out to Riley. I love you so much. And he was everything i could have wished for spongebob to be like he just was so he was just so spongebob yeah um but also so much himself which i loved like he was his version of spongebob which i think is really hard to do when you have a certain expectation of a character fully um but also aside to i tab for a second um it was cool i think that we chose this because we previously have talked about uh, first a scripties episode was a movie musical. Right. The last one was a professional production we saw, and then and a play. Yeah, and a play. And then we went to Boulder Dinner Theater, which is still a professional theater company, but just a different uh brand, I guess, for yeah. lack of a better word. Which it's a different experience. Like we were saying, it's it's just a different experience. Boulder Dinner Theater, hence the name, is a dinner theater. So we had dinner and drinks before the show. Um, and the characters and the actors in the show were are your wait, wait staff. staff. Yeah, that was very cool. Um, also, really random story. We were sitting there oh, yeah. and Ty was like, <laughs> that girl looks just like Beth Malone. That is totally Beth Malone. I turn around. I'm like, that is not Beth Malone. I do but, know, also sidebar, and I'll tell you later, I do know who that girl was. Obsessed. She is a Colorado theater person. Okay. But, but. plot twist, the next day, <laughs> guess who posted about being at the show the day before? Beth But it wasn't the same lady I was talking about. No, it was, it was diff- not her. She so, was not. Like, I was You correct. were right, but also ironic. You were right. Yeah, she was at it was wild. Show. But anyway, so cool. we went to Boulder Dinner Theater. Great little theater. Um, and, and like the we show said, was really good. Show, I, so, like, I'm going to expose my mom again. I say this every single time. I was not allowed to watch SpongeBob as a kid. I, w- I was raised on it. Yes. Which is, I have plenty of friends who are that way. And so, like, growing up, I never really understood the SpongeBob thing. And, like, when I was allowed to watch it, I never got into it. But I do know the characters, and I do get the right. general idea of the story. So right. like, I knew going in what to expect. I Absolutely. literally was like, this is going to be SpongeBob. But the thing, like we talked about uh, a l- very briefly that we'll probably dive in more depth now, is that it's not like taking a specific episode or taking the movie yes. or taking something and trying to recreate it. Like, Which, have you seen the movie? Yeah. The movie slaps. Yeah, it's the movie so is good. really good. Goofy Goober. Yeah. 
Yeah. And even for me, who's not a SpongeBob person, I really did like the movie. And yeah. I really did like the musical. Great. Um, because because yes. you have these these proven characters. That work in a short form. But you're not specifically trying to recreate something. So you're able to use these characters, these, this style of humor that people know and their love. Their backgrounds, their desires. Their, you to know, create a that. new story. Yes. And, and I think the really smart thing that they did about the musical is how how much of a journey it did take you on, right? Absolutely. Everyone had their moment. There were so many different subplots, but it was overwhelming, but in a good way. Yes. So first and foremost, let's break, let's break some of this down more specifically. Um, uh, so most musicals, not most. Okay. Let me preface <laughs> this. Um, uh, more often than not. More often than not. There are a lot of musicals in which the music is stellar and story-filled and all of that, and the book is a little weak and lacking. Because when people are writing musicals, they really want to tell the story through song. Yeah, and so those so. It, Right, so those in-between lines, and, and, and I will give you an example. Kira and I are the ultimate Mamma Mia stands, as you know. <laughs> yeah. However, the book, and when we say book, we're talking about the lines in between the song. It is kind of just fluff. The characters aren't really that deep. Yeah. Some of the times when they say something, I'm like, I don't know why that person is saying that and that way and, and, and so on and so forth. However, this is one of the few musicals and shout out to Kyle Jarrow who wrote the book that it is a very strong book. The lines really offer a lot of humor They're and give funny. a lot to the story. What's yes. going on? Um, and and Kira and I talked a little bit, and we'll talk about right now, about why we think that is. Um, and that is because there was not one person on board writing a full beginning-to-end story so the through to, song. The book had to do the legwork of telling the story, right? Right. Like, the music was important, but you're getting all these, in my opinion, kind of vignettes. These Fully. very different songs, different genres, rightfully so for the different characters and the different, you know, situations that they're in, right? But it was really up to the book to take to take those different pieces written by very different people yes. with very different genres and make it make sense. So right? yeah, so let's let's talk about our first hot thought. I just coined the term. I love it. Hot thought of this show yes. in which. The, the music is so good. We yes. we want to preface the yes. fact that every song is really good. It's How, so catchy. It's so catchy and it's so good. And there's certain songs, and I'll talk in a minute about what songs grabbed me emotionally yeah. and what songs made me laugh and what songs made me move and, yeah. and whatnot. It, the songs are really good. For a cohesive story, that many people writing these songs makes it a little choppy. Yes. The, yes. The music does not do a lot to help the story move forward. Well, and I think there was only one reoccurring theme melodically, and that was Simple Sponge. That was like the only right. reprise we ever got. And I'm sure and we're getting that from Tom Kitt, who probably added some additional orchestration into some of that, because Tom Kitt is a musical writer, yes. therefore is going to say, well, I need to put that there but and put that, that there. had that little tiny reprise or reoccurring theme not been used, there would have been no way to tie any of them together. 
And, and so, that was something that I think for me was missing a little bit. Fully. That was the only thing that I was really like, oh, man, some of these songs are so good. It would have been cool to reuse a few of these themes. But again, you're having however many people you read at right. the beginning what of this a cool episode concept. write music for this show. Right. What a cool concept to have all of these different celebrities and stars in the music industry write all these different songs. And I, I'm very interested. I want to go through because I have yet to do so and go through it and see who, who wrote, wrote what, what song because I'm fascinated. very few that I don't what. think I, maybe, maybe two that I could be like, oh yeah, that person wrote that song. Right. I but mean, they did a good job I of, no uh, they did a good job of really making it musical theater. Mm -hmm. However, it did lend itself to being a little choppy. Mm -hmm. And so that is why we give such prop to Kyle Jarrow, who wrote the book, because the book really, after a song would end, the character would talk about how they were feeling kind of during that song. And then there would be a progression of story of, mm -hmm. well, because you're feeling that way, why don't you do X, Y, and Z? And why yeah. don't you do this? And that propels it to the next one. So that is very cool. Yeah. First and foremost. And the story is good, right? We talked about the, in the synopsis, right? <clears throat> There's a conflict and we've talked about how theater, you know, and I say to my students all the time, I go, if, you know, if a protagonist said, hey, you know, in the first five minutes of a show, will you marry me? And the other person says, yes. What happened? Mm -hmm. the, the the desires of each character are, are mm -hmm. un uncovered right at the beginning. There's no plot, right? With a volcano it was able to the world down. tie all the different people's different things together, right? Well, like Sandy being, you know, kind of ostracized because she's about, a mammal. Right. And they then... think about what their lives kind of add up to. Of She is so science-based, therefore she's trying to save them with science, but they don't see it that way. Because, SpongeBob yeah. wants to just be viewed as more than a simple sponge. A simple sponge. He's more than just where he's at right now. He yeah. has so much dream. I think Patrick has... You know, and the, and we are giving a very deep character analysis to a animated TV show, you know, whatnot. But in this musical, I think, like, Patrick is vying for, like... Patrick's storyline is my personal like favorite storyline. Because be it is so weird. Liked. But I loved it. Right. I was gooped and gagged it's by wanted his, to be little, his little fan club. I love Pearl, that. Mr. Crab's daughter. She just wants her dad to hear her. Yeah. She, you know, he's fully fascinated and he just with wants money. The dough. Right. Yeah. And uh Squidward just wants to not be a loser. Yeah, Squidward wants people to and see the star that he is and and Plankton and Karen wanna World domination, baby. They want to brainwash and make people eat the chum. <laughs> eat that would you chum. would you eat their chum? Eat that chum. Um, I would try it. Here's the deal. Chum is a bunch of fish guts. That's what you fish with. You, I know. you fish with chum. Would you would so you try it? So it's like it? cannibalistic because they're all fish. Yeah, but would you try it? The chum bucket? Like everyone's always like, yeah, if, if I could eat a crusty crab, I would eat a crusty crab. But would you eat the chum bucket? You, I feel like it is bad. So yeah, but... yes, I would do it. <laughs> For the and then I would write a stinky review on Yelp. <laughs> and I would say, do yeah. not go to the chum bucket. Um, Yeah, no, I... I I very much um I I very much enjoyed it. It was just stupid, stupid humor, like, and and that's fully. I expected nothing less. Right. I literally was not disappointed because I was not expecting this to be a show with an incredible amount of substance. It surprised and we'll, me, right. and we'll talk about it that. Yes, a little uh more more than I thought it was going to. But like um like I said, I loved I loved um 
Patrick storyline. I also loved Karen and Plankton. Like if I had Karen's to... a standout character. She slayed. <laughs> she was so good. Yeah. yeah. Plankton was great too. He's his costume was just busted, well, dusted, okay. and crusted. So incredible segue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's talk about what so the show has a lot of depth to it. It yes. really does. Yeah. But I think what makes this show really great and what we saw based on a lot of the awards that they were winning is and what they were nominated for there's a lot of technical elements that make the show crazy well and i think it's it's so challenging when you have something that is so known yeah that in that there's a there's a blueprint and people are expecting yes. the blueprint and while or blueprint adjacent yes and you have to be very careful about giving the people what they want but also, I totally understand the whole like wanting to take your have your own take on it or interpret or whatever. But sometimes it's best to just go with what people are expecting. So, okay, two general questions for you before yes. we go to break. Question one. Yes. Were you over the moon enthralled with the technical elements that you saw? In this production of SpongeBob, the I thought musical. the set was fantastic. Work, okay. I really liked. I it was simple but effective enough. I really Great. liked how they used the staircases in in everything in multi, they yeah. did, um, and I thought the projections were pretty decent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the costumes, it was a hit or a miss. It was a really hard hit or With, miss for between me. specific characters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Uh. <laughs> what about hair and makeup? Maybe those wigs. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of other really great potential stuff. Um, and then uh lighting and sound. What were your what were your thoughts on those? Um I feel like we need to wait. Sound until... was really cool, and we'll talk about this absolutely. I thought yeah. sound is more important than a traditional other musical. Absolutely. And it's Agreed. more uh brought for, for on the forefront. Yes. So when we come back, let's talk in specific, break down those specific parts. Yeah. Um, And we'll talk about what we like, what we didn't about this production, and what we would do as educators. Absolutely. And theater thoughts. So get into it. We'll be right back. But I'm not a simple sponge adventure. You know that song? I do. <laughs> From this musical we're talking about? Yeah. SpongeBob SquarePants? SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay, so the musical. before we break into other stuff, hey, we're back, by the way. Yeah. I, y'all hear me? We're back. Another bikini bottom day, baby. <laughs> um, okay, standout songs real quick before we get into technical stuff, because we were just talking about it over the break. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one kills me. And then there's one at the beginning. Uh, what did you say it was? No Control. Loss yeah, of no control. control. Uh, where it was a full cast and they were moving around. Okay, what were you gooped and gagged for? Um, BFF is very memorable because it's super this is catchy. The best for, this is the no, no, no. That's just like a little ditty oh. that they were in. But it's like, no, I can't remember it because you have the. This is we're best friends and this is the friend. Yeah, we're that was that. No, that's though. not BFF. Um, da 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 da. 
BFF. I just remembered that little like, I don't know. melodic line from it. Um, here is my middle name. Here is like is my middle name. That's the, all like, I know. Power ballad trio. Yeah, it was it was a great one. I also maybe for whatever reason until I looked at the song list, the only two that I could remember in my theater person brain and maybe those are just because they're the two big dance numbers yeah. were um plankton's song what is that one called again um i'm not a loser no that's squid squiddies you said yes plankton. you said plankton oh my b i meant squidward his big tap His big dance tap number. number iconic and then um the super sea star savior which is like the big dance and song that they do about Patrick being there, like cult leader. Yeah, the, the yeah. starting. Um, um, what? <laughs> what did happened? you? I was circling my thoughts. Um, from a choreographic standpoint, yes. do you think this is a good show and could pull out some good choreography? Absolutely. I think you have so much potential with the variety of genres. Like you said, there's that right. no control song, which was very much um, giving more like pop, hip hop, yeah, like for real jerky and like static Beef movements. Um, and then you have stuff like Plankton's number, which is like straight up schmaltzy, good old Broadway tap number. You keep saying Plankton. His name Rick. is Squidward. Squidward. Dang it. <laughs> See, my mom didn't let me watch it as a child, so I don't know shit. Um, the tap number is killer, and yeah. they did it on the Tonys, and, and that, there, there's a reason they yes. did it on the Tonys. And the the um choreography they did in this production with the tambourines during um, oh uh, uh, during super, Patrick's song, yeah, superstar. I was gooped and gagged. I, was I like, did see you moving in your chair. I said she's finger waving. My right best friend's <laughs> mom. Shout out to my queen, Miss Therese. I was like, I loved watching you watch this show because you just kept like <laughs> <laughs> waving around. And I was like, I do this every show. I just get so excited. Right. I'm like, when something hits, when, it hits. Um, I, I don't know. I think every time I was watching Riley, I probably just had the biggest I smile it. on Riley's my face. Fantastic. So fun to watch. And okay, so coming back to that sound conversation, right? I think I talked about this a while ago, but. I thought he did a fantastic job embodying the character. There were so moments where, the thing. where he sounded like SpongeBob, but also like still was his version of SpongeBob. But there was a couple other cast members where I was like, I could close my eyes right now. Um, Mr. Krabs and yeah. Squidward. I could close my eyes and I would have believed that that was the animated. So character. let's break. Yeah. Let's break that down. They are playing animated characters that have very, uh, eccentric voices. Yeah. And so to and specific mannerisms. That, yes. It, and to bring that live on stage requires whew. a practice and a, a skill to talk in their cadence, to talk in their um, dynamic, to talk in their pitch, which they do a great job. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So not only did sound come from the voices that they made, mm -hmm. but uh, part of the gag of SpongeBob, and, and you hear it in the TV show, in the movie, is that there's specific sounds that come when, when they walk and, and when they move and when they grab something, and, and, and there has to be a Foley artist. Well, this show does a really good job of really kind of breaking down the fourth wall of being like, yeah, we have to have a Foley artist well, making sounds. And we these were sounds. sitting right behind him. Yes. And I loved watching him when I could 
because he was doing so many different things. Like right. he had these little buttons where they Bells had the like, the, like built-in cues of like these specific sounds of like SpongeBob's shoes or Squidward's little sound yeah. or like there was very specific stuff with that. But then he also had like instruments and Bells, stuff that he whistles, was whistles, drums. You know, yeah, he was. Uh, it was amazing. It was cool. So this production does a really good job job really good job if you are like an instrumentalist because that person is on stage the entire time with a script doing a million different things to really bring the audience on stage right that suspension of disbelief but we see it what, well what's and happening. also i was really fun to watch them sometimes connect with him like i remember that one time near the end of the show where riley was walking and he was playing like little, yes, little spongebob walking noise around, yeah. and he just started going all around and the guy was totally just like following along right. with him and i was like that's there's so a relationship. fun like there's like a little connection you can have and little it doesn't bits pull and... you out of the story no it, not at all it's great um okay so for set and costumes and like lighting and you know hair makeup all of that the name of the game is color you're talking about an animated show that has a lot of color so for our main characters our squidward our patrick and our sandy there are very iconic costumes that they wear the entire time Mm -hmm. and so if you look at the uh broadway show those were replicated in the production that we saw basically to a t with the exception of the fact that patrick was not wearing green shorts and he should be but those were replicated very well. Yeah. To where you're like, this is a human wearing these. I also but thought I see the uh, the pearl costume was good. Um, the the lady who's like the the driver's ed. Mrs. Puff. Her costume yep. was good. Uh, I Pearl also thought or, um, that Crabs. Mr. Krabs and um, Squidward. Squidward also had great yes. stuff. Um, where you saw a lot of difference in this show, and and I'll be completely honest, I haven't seen a lot of the Broadway stuff, but you. One of them was uh, that we were kind of like interesting um, was plankton. Mm-hmm. Plankton, you know, of course, is a tiny little plankton with one eye. Like it, it's it's hard for a character. Um, but the original Broadway show does kind of like a jumpsuit kind of sort of very matrixy, mil- militaristic, military. Yeah. Um, and that was not and what very, this like, yeah slick, slick back hair kind of like, sexy yes. dark yeah and this was not giving that I just it was I honestly think had he had a different hairstyle it would not have been as bad as it was I just hated that wig right. I wanted to yeet it off his head and throw it yeah yeah Karen was really great she was she in like was, a robotic costume her and she light up had shoes light up shoes and not the like when you walk they're light up like the no, bottoms they were lit sick. up and stayed lit up yeah we're very cool um yeah. and then a lot of the chorus was hit or miss I agree with you when you said a lot of it was wig choices um and then there was a lot of like just t-shirt and, I understand and because they had a like a very small chorus and you had multiple people playing multiple roles and so changing a wig or putting on a like a beanie or whatever is a really beanie. easy way to make people different people yeah <laughs> i'm finally laughing at the meaning anyways <laughs> um and there i i understand why they did it i yeah. just it was poorly executed yeah that you did walk out and you went what is that i was like oh my god what, what is, that? is that you know they could have done a better job <gasps> one thing that was really, cool, was really cool um that i just remembered was um the the thing that they did with the neon sponges during simple sponge sometimes they weren't they weren't as neony as they wanted them to be or like black lit well and that's that totally a replication of the broadway yes. version um, but it's very cool and where then the, they're moving stuff around the jellyfish 
um umbrellas that they made work those yeah. were beautiful i was i was living for that yeah. personally so i mean i think what we're what we're breaking down to is when you it's, talk about costumes it's a difficult thing in itself and yeah. we're going to talk about that here in just a second but like costumes are really hard because you're putting these people to try to look fish-esque but also realizing that they're human mm-hmm. um and then the set was really cool uh Boulder Dinner Theater is a very small set, so they had um, a lot of stage. So they had a lot of set dressing around the stage and then had a couple stairwells that looked like coral rock um, as well. That they can move around and use however. They were were the volcano. They were... You know, um, like a stand where the mayor needed. announced stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, was it was it was really successful. So you can probably make this set as elaborate or not mm-hmm. um, as you need to be. Um, but really, really, what I want to break down right now is get like some food for thought. Food for thoughties um, is what is your view on? First off, final final thought on uh the boulder dinner theater production we both had a really good time I yeah it was a really good it was show. just like a great fluffy piece it promoted it, us to talk about it, it did not need to be anything more than that and i was right. i was perfectly and we're gonna happy get in i do want to bring that to up just to like laugh at the stupid moments it's stupid. and smile at the other ones it just was it, it was exactly what i i had hoped yeah. it would be um so my question is uh, in in this food for thought section is how do you feel about uh, accessibility for an educational standpoint? Let's say a high school wants to do that. Where do you think the successes and the good choices, the pros for choosing this musical come from? And where do you see any pitfalls or maybe weaknesses that could be um, that could occur in this show if this was presented at a high school level? Uh, you have to have a very strong costumer and if that was not like you could you could fake it on the other things um but i think the two non-negotiables non-negotiables did i say that correctly i don't know why my brain is telling me i'm not um are you have to have strong costumes and then that sound bit right those are the two non-negotiables yeah you're right because, like you said, you can make the set as complicated or as not complicated as you need it to right. be. As long as you've you've got these characters portraying who they're supposed to be, yeah. the audience is going to be And costumes really need to support that. And then that. the sound will really amplify that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I... I'm so surprised more people haven't done it. I am shocked as well because but a pro... it might it might be, I mean it's very weird to me because this is very Shrek Shrek the musical esque in the same genre of there are people expecting this a specific thing and you have to give them that specific thing so i don't know why more people haven't done it because yes yeah i agree with you what i like about this and why this i think is accessible to a lot of educational platforms is the amount of characters Mm -hmm. usually you in a high school you know us in middle school both you and i are not no cut programs Mm -hmm. basically you know we don't really want to try people away and high schools have the ability to do that but also they have 50 60 kids on stage sometime for their musicals this tends to the fact that more people can have one singing yeah. line or one solo line or play one character that no one else is playing you're not just you know yeah, you're you number could, seven and you're not just 
townsperson. You're you could this spread character. the wealth in this Fully. show for sure. And I think that's really, really important. So that's something that I think, you know, well, as and like high you were saying, because the music is so fantastic, both of us were kind of shocked that we both um are heavily involved in our state's uh, thespian conference. Yes, with a, with a with a state competition. Yes, that students bring music and to. And we yep. were very very shocked. I think I heard one SpongeBob song this past conference. Um, but I know you were telling me before we started recording, you were like, I don't know why more people don't do this music. The music is great, and you could easily it is it is character and camp to mm -hmm. a T that you could really live up. So those of you listening that are eligible to compete in, in a high school conference or educators that are listening that want to find new and different things, I would implore you to look into SpongeBob because there's some great stuff. And we who are heavily involved, you're a judge. I sit on the board and we both have seen over probably 500 to a thousand <laughs> song competition, you know, competitive yeah. stuff like do it yeah um and and okay yes sorry i said um really objectively here's what i want to end with this show brings up a really good conversation um and we'll make it very brief but a really good conversation about silly theater yes about Theater is super impactful and it can change a lot of lives and it can talk about really serious topics yeah. in a very beautiful way. Yes. However, just like watching a ton of drama movies or dramatic shows or anything, there are some shows and TV and now musicals that are just silly. Mm -hmm. There is heart in this show, mm -hmm. but what it comes down to is they are playing fish characters from a stupid nickelodeon tv show yeah and so by doing this show you allow for a space for there to be silliness that says hey sometimes we don't have to take ourselves too seriously let's just have and a that's the thing that i think i loved the most about this yes. was because you could just see the actors playing Fully. And just having a blast. And so automatically seeing them do that, even though like, and like the physical humor, my right. God, yeah. it was the same reoccurring bit, but every single time it happened, I laughed. Fully. Every single time there was a volcano eruption and everyone's like wobbling around. It's funny. It was hilarious. Yeah. Cause every, it allows you to be silly on stage yeah. and it allows the audience to laugh and be silly and yeah. just be in a state of enjoyment. Well, and, and again, I think that comes back to, you know, how well the book was written while yeah. they were making like really stupid jokes. They were also very well written. Yes. And so like, and it fit in the, it fit in the character. What point in, it was. Yeah, absolutely. And like, they were just very smart, but also very, dumb yeah exactly what they needed to be like it's it's just there's nothing wrong with a fluff piece of theater i completely agree especially when it is existing to be nothing but that and and audio no one was going to spongebob squarepants the musical and expecting it to be a really dramatic piece you knew what you no. expect when you go see it yeah right so so you and then and then laugh. any heart you get out of it is you're a shock. Like, yeah, and a you're surprise. like, wow, that was so yeah. so heartfelt and agree. tender, but also made me laugh, cry at how stupidly ridiculous it was. Absolutely. Well, and the other fun thing I think about, and that might just be because we were at BDT and like it is a thrust stage, and you're automatically closer to the actors, and the actors are using the aisles, and they were serving you, you know, dessert ten seconds right. ago. But like there was a lot of audience interaction, which was really fun. Um. 
And there's a whole character that we didn't really even talk about, but I know you did a little bit of research um, in the whole Patchy the Pirate bit of like, you're you're allowed to use that character for whatever you need it to be. Patchy the Pirate comes on before Act 1 and Act 2, and it allows, you know, the that, pr- like, production company interaction with the audience. A, yes, interaction with the audience at a level that still has you involved in the show. Right. Yeah. Patchy the Pirate really served as a, you know, here's where you are. You're about to go into SpongeBob and you know who I am in relation to SpongeBob. And here's some things about the theater, you know, no cell phones and this and that. And let's keep going. And then at the beginning of Act Two, they sing a pirate song because he he got kicked out at the beginning of Act One and he tries to sneak back in at the beginning of Act Two and and there's a whole, you know, bit about it. And at first I thought it was campy and stupid and and, and but I but as I did a little bit more research, I understood of like, oh, what it does is it allows the audience to be yeah. fully involved with it. We're yeah. breaking that fourth wall as much as we can with Patchy the Pirate. I don't think that it wouldn't be a great proscenium piece, but I really did enjoy seeing it so up close and personal because it was such a silly and ridiculous show. Yeah, I And so, like, agree. being able to have the, like, at one point, um, there, uh, Riley was, like, standing near our table, and obviously he knew who we were, and so he, like, turned to my sister and said something, and we all yeah, just started laughing so hard because it was just like a, like an in, to, completely in character moment, but like it was just hysterical. Right, it was there like a there isn't a fourth wall because us. the audience is a part of the story. Yeah, which and, is very cool. And it was it was so fun. It's silly. Yeah, silly girl. I I did not think I was going to like it as much as I did. Holy. Yeah, I it agree. was it was a very pleasant silly surprise. So go out and listen to some SpongeBob. Oh, yeah. Kurt. Yeah. And once you're done listening to SpongeBob, you can listen to another episode of Theater Thoughts. <laughs> Um, with us um, and once you finish listening to that episode you can like follow and review a podcast wherever podcasts are found for you okay make sure they're nice reviews not mean reviews okay or, or a silly review silly we'll review, take a silly review too. as long as it's five stars baby i'm happy with it <laughs> um and once you're done like following all of that you can head over to our podcast instagram at theater podcast t-h-e-a-t-r-e the thing not the place podcast shoot us a message let us know what silly musical you want us to talk about next what you thought about spongebob or if you have a different thought that you want us to bring up we can fight about it yeah i'll karate chop you like sandy (gasps) karate chop we posted that was a fun yeah that was great i don't remember what it was called but it was fun hey we're gonna go listen to some spongebob but then what but (laughs) (laughs) bikini bottom bikini bottom we'll be back for another amazing piping incredible episode of theater Theater thoughts Thoughts. come on